this episode is quite the icebreaker. I interviewed my friend Tyler Holland, who was my first energy coaching client. From our first phone call, I knew Tyler and I would be lifelong friends due to our love for all things metaphysical. We dive into many topics, including mindset, the matrix, law of attraction, and a guest appearance from Papa Legba, while focusing heavily on our experiences with the paranormal. Without further ado, let's dive in, ghosties. Hi, Tyler. How's it going? Pretty great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Not a problem at all. I was so awaiting this visit. (laughs) I knew it was coming for a long time. As soon as we started talking and becoming friends, I was like, oh, man. I got to get this kid on the podcast. That was one of the uh, biggest conversations we had the first time we talked, actually. I remember we were kind of jumping into spirituality a bit, and you mentioned one thing about ghosts, and Mm. we just went on this, like, (laughs) hour-long tangent. I remember both of us saying, oh, I got to go soon, but, like, just kept going on and on about ghosts. It's one of those Mm -hmm. subjects you can't get away from, no matter what you do. It definitely draws you in and it's something that you don't honestly find a lot of people talking about and a lot of people don't have a lot of experience with the supernatural in general, which is why I feel like we were definitely so drawn to each other and we matched so well is because we both had that one crazy thing in common, which is what our episode is going to be about today. So if you would like to, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Hi, Redivine Your Life. I love (laughs) this podcast, first of all. and. Second of all, my name is Tyler. I am a musician slash songwriter, if you will. I've been in several bands, one of which actually had an EP released um, called Raven's Law. I'm no longer with them, but I am going to be making my own music. To the reason that we are both here today, I also have a huge passion for the paranormal, spooky, bumps in the night, mysterious things happening, things going missing, just Mm. everything that will keep you up at night. So why don't you tell me about your favorite adventure that you've been on for your ghost hunting? I know you do the the YouTube channel for that. Oh yeah, I totally uh, forgot to mention that. I have a YouTube channel called Scared Yet with a question mark. And it was my first attempt in really exploring the paranormal and really just trying to get a better feel for what the paranormal is, what it means, and the reason behind why there are even spirits roaming the earth. The first time that I remember coming into contact, it wasn't really me coming into contact as much as it was just having a feeling. And are we talking first experience here? Yeah. This is one of my first rememberable experiences. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm sure there were others, but yeah, this dates all the way back to when I was like a year old. Right. I mean, this stuff has been following me forever. That's how my journey has been as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that we can connect on that. But please continue. Yeah, absolutely. So my dad tucked us in pretty much every night. And there was a point in time where my me and my brother used to sleep in the same room on bunk beds. But Mm -hmm. um, there came a time where my parents thought it was necessary to split us up and have us in our own rooms because they thought it would be, you know, cool for us. And obviously, like, getting me away from my little brother for a little stretch of time would have been relieving. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So they put me in a room in the basement, which I remember being particularly kind of freaked out about because it is a basement and I was only like nine or 10. So obviously me trying to mentally prepare myself was kind of telling myself, oh, this isn't so bad. 
you know, everybody's right upstairs. Um, you know, if anything freaks me out, I can always go up there in the living room and tell them that I was freaked out or yeah. not. Like I said, my dad always came down and tucked me in. Mm-hmm. And he did that up until I was like 12 or 14. So I'm laying in bed waiting for him to come down and say his goodnight or whatever. Well, one night I hear him coming down the stairs and I hear him come right up to the door. But then he didn't open the door. And I'm like kind of just laying there. Yeah, yeah, just waiting for him to open the door because that's what I was used to happening. And like 30 seconds go by and I can hear him standing outside the door. And I'm like, okay, he's probably just trying to screw with me. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed the doorknob and I wanted to scare him because I thought that's what he was trying to do. Oh, a twist. Yeah. So (laughs) I I grabbed the doorknob and I yank it open. I go, rah! And I remember just getting this. Like, that was the most chills I've ever gotten in my life. I recognized my dad's footsteps mm-hmm. specifically. Right. I opened that door, and he wasn't there. So I closed the door. I'm, like, in a total panic. I didn't want to move. And then I hear it again. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he opens the door. And I just have this look of sheer terror on my face. And he was like, you okay? And I'm like, did you just come downstairs? And he was like, no. I mean, now I did. I was like, did you come down the stairs twice? No. I'm like, you're telling me you weren't staring, standing outside my door. Like, no, buddy. What, what's going <laughs> on? Are you okay? And I'm like, like pale as hell. Yeah. And shaking. Yeah. And yeah, that's something that um, I think I blocked out until recently because I, the first time I ever told that story was about two weeks ago. Really? And I just remembered it two weeks ago. And I think it's one of those things that was like so terrifying to me yeah. that my mind was just like, fuck that. Get, just out, it get out. it out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever think about that again. But then like, you know, came back and honestly, I'm glad I remembered it because it really made for a really good reason as to why yeah. I got into this in the first place. Yeah. The catalyst. Mm-hmm. So from there. I remember having friends come over and I I would tell all my friends like, oh, this house is haunted. Let's go do some ghost hunting. It was like (laughs) just naturally interested from there. Third grade, I was like up in the attic, uh, down in the basement, and we'd have all the lights turned off and just wait to hear a noise. We'd always uh, psych ourselves out, Mm -hmm. like, oh, did you hear that when nothing happened? Because we were just trying to get in that. Yeah, like we wanted to be freaked out. Yeah, we would create that for ourselves. Isn't that insane how mm-hmm. some people just are feel like naturally called to pursue it? And then the other half that get experiences like that, they're just like tucking their tail and they're going. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. something that I struggled with for a long time with everything that I've been through with that. Because my first experience was also when I was like 10 years old. It was the first time I was ever left home alone, ironically. And so my mom had left to go pick up my two little sisters from school And like I said, it was my first time home alone. So naturally, I'm just like kicking it, having a good ass time. I'm like, hell yeah, this is my first time home alone. I'm going to destroy this house. (laughs) Freedom. (laughs) And then I heard someone come down the stairs. We lived in a old school house that was built in like the 1800s or something. One of those really old historic buildings. So I hear someone coming down the stairs and immediately my heart just dropped came right out of my throat and I just Mm -hmm. I thought I was gonna die I was like oh my god who is in this house because I I hadn't even considered the possibility of a ghost this was my first experience I was just like oh my god someone's in this house someone's gonna come and get me like they know that I'm here alone by myself so I grabbed our home phone 
and I started running out the door. And as soon as I got like halfway to the door, I saw that door to our attic just open, which is where the stairs were leading to. And that was what changed things for me. Cause I called my mom and I was like, mom, there's someone in the house. And of course you can imagine my mother's perspective. She's just like shit and bricks hauling ass yeah. on her way home. She's like, Oh my God, there's someone in the house. And so I hid behind a tree and I watched that house and I never saw anything move in that house. No one came in, nobody came out. You know, what's crazy about that? The fact that you said that this was prior to like even thinking about ghost spirits or anything. Mm -hmm. It's wild to me that that happened before you even had an inkling of the thought that that was possible. Yeah. You know, for all our skeptics out there, like there it is. I mean, if you've never really been taught about ghosts or the paranormal or anything uh, spiritual, how would you know to just think that up? Right. You exactly. Wouldn't. You wouldn't. So like, I feel like that in of itself is like proof enough as to there is something out there. We don't necessarily know what it is, mm-hmm. but there's something out there. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's part of the reason why I started going freaky places that people definitely judged me for going to even like. Yeah, because it's interesting. Oh, yeah. And I would terrify the shit out of myself. Like 15, 16 years old, I would go into the. <laughs> scariest part of the woods at night and mm-hmm. everyone be like are you crazy why are you doing this and i would do it alone too man you're wild you yeah. got more bravery than me there is no way i ran from my gift for a really long time i think up until i was like t- probably 20 years old and i had been through so many experiences i lived in a crazy haunted house i think every house i've ever lived in has been insanely haunted i'm still trying to figure out whether it's me if something's attached to me or if it is just the houses, because there are way too many, quote, coincidences mm-hmm. for this to just be that crazy. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I've always kind of had that thought, too. Is it the places mm-hmm. I'm going to or is there something in me that invites them? Yeah. And the most recent instance that made me really think that I was like basically like a spirit magnet mm-hmm. was they all pretty much happened in my dreams mm-hmm. at first and it was like you know what sleep paralysis is right mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. for anybody listening who doesn't know what sleep paralysis is sleep paralysis is the state that you sometimes will wake up from a dead sleep but you are completely paralyzed and you see apparitions um things that look like a, a demon or a ghost in the corner of your room you just can't do anything to Gross. shake yourself from it. And it's mm-hmm. it's truly terrifying. I've actually gone through sleep paralysis. I, I would too many times. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. That's mm-hmm. one of the most horrifying things that I think you can go through because yeah. there's nothing scarier than your own brain. Oh my God. Yeah. And that might mm-hmm. be just like my opinion, but I swear to everything. I swear on everything that that is, it holds true. It, there's nothing scarier than the human mind because yeah. it can mm-hmm. create things that it will go completely off your own fears. People don't understand how powerful your mind is in itself. Mm-hmm. Like manifestation comes from your own mind, from you giving so much power and effort into something that you literally bring it to you. And you can't tell me that the mind is not so powerful. Well, that yeah. And that's another thing. I feel we as human beings we'll never fully understand how powerful the mind is. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many things. I mean, in this collective, we're definitely making a great leap 
to unlocking all the potential that oh, we yeah. can in our in our brains. Oh yeah. But so the funny thing is, when I got into spirituality, I didn't connect the two. I I never I didn't once either. I never once thought like spirituality. I kind of thought of it as like a a lifestyle, like mm-hmm. a like the god of your own universe, and like mm-hmm. you were, you know, pioneer, yeah. pioneering Absolutely. all your own choices, your own energy, and all that. Mm-hmm. I never heard the word spirit and thought these are ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that <laughs> these funny? Are ghosts. I realized it during a meditation. I think I I think I yeah. told you about that. I saw three. I would call them demons mm-hmm. come into my meditation and try to fuck with me. Yeah, like yeah, I one remember of them, that conversation. One of them in this meditation wrapped itself around me. The other one was like squealing in my ear. And there was another one to my right that was kind of just like staring at me and freaking mm-hmm. me out. And I made mm-hmm. them all disintegrate in mm-hmm. the meditation. And I thought that that was amazing because yeah. it proved to myself that like, okay, I never look at something for face value. I mm-hmm. always dig into it. So when I saw that, I kind of thought like, okay, that means something. Mm-hmm. That yeah. means that I do. I have the power to wash away bad energy. Absolutely. And I think, no. In fact, I know everybody has that mm-hmm. that power. Yeah. Like if there's everybody's born with gifts. Yeah. That's something that I believe in very strongly. Like growing up in a world of superheroes, why do you think people thought of the abilities that superheroes can have? I feel like it's because we have them and that's just a part of our brain that we haven't unlocked. Like we, we very well could be able to talk to ghosts just like we could get some telekinesis going and like move that pot over there into my hand with my mind. Like there, you can't tell me that that's not something that eventually we're going to be able to achieve. Yeah. yeah I, I've always thought about that. Like, <laughs> I want to perform telekinesis so bad. Me too. But I don't know why. I've always been so drawn to telekinesis specifically. Also, there's a part of me that kind of doesn't want to because I will use that to the laziest advantage. Like, I could definitely see myself not wanting to physically get up and get something. <laughs> so I would just use telekinesis to bring it to me. Oh, for real. Because, like, could you imagine that convenience? Like, you just really don't. It's like that thing. Have you ever heard people say, oh, I wish you could get up and pee for me. <laughs> so I didn't have to do that. I feel like I would get so fat off of telekinesis. But I'd be like, oh, my phone's all the way in the living room. Just let me just zap it right to your hand. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and isn't that crazy? I feel like your dreams, the dreams that we have where we have crazy gifts like that. I feel like those are the gifts that we are meant to learn how to unlock. Because mine are always tied to telekinesis. I remember the first dream that I had about it because my husband always has these dreams where he can fly. And I'm like, damn, that would be really cool if you actually had that part of you in there. And that was like your supernatural ability is that my husband can fly and I have the power of telekinesis somewhere inside of me. I was just going to say, if that's really what it means, you can count on seeing me flying to the sky (laughs) or not because I'll also be invisible. Because that's another thing. Mm -hmm. I I love the question, what three superpowers would you have Mm -hmm. if if you were to have any superpowers? Mine would definitely be flying, telekinesis, and invisibility. Because that would make me such a force to be reckoned with. It really would, though. Either that or a lot of fourth one, um, manipulation of time. Which also, that that could be deep. Yeah, that could be very dangerous. 
time manipulation in the wrong hand could go so wrong. You can mm-hmm. prevent certain people from being born. You definitely told me about a movie that you were like, don't watch if you don't want to be emotionally destroyed. There's something about, I can't remember what it was. <gasps> oh, oh, uh, the Mandala effect. Okay, yeah. That one, oh my God, that one rocked my world. That that had me believing in sim theory for a long time. I still kind of believe in sim theory. I'm a little on the fence. Yeah, I think that stemmed from me telling you that I feel like there are different dimensions and mm-hmm. we're living in the dimension where we survive. And that, God, that <laughs> terrifies me. Let, me. let me actually go into that a little bit. I have this theory that there are several dimensions and we are currently living in the one that we survived in like there's so many outcomes Mm -hmm. that happened like you died in this past life through this tragedy or whatever are we talking some quantum leap yeah yeah like i feel like this conscious mind is linked to whatever one is still living yeah yeah yeah. that makes that makes complete sense to me like have you it kind of lays along the same lines of um like parallel universes and uh, the law of one. Are you familiar with the law of one? Maybe. I know about parallel universes for mm-hmm. sure. But. Uh, the law of one is basically we are all one soul just living in different timelines. Like we are all the same people just in different bodies at the same time. And yeah. that terrifies me. I don't know why, but that's something that a lot of people believe in. But I've always struggled with it. It always feels so so wrong to me just like telling people that they are not unique see that's totally backhanded to me I feel like that can go either way sometimes I wake up and I'm like you're right and that's what motivates me to be able to be my authentic self and Mm -hmm. who I truly am but at the same time it's like no but we are all very special because we're all like snowflakes we're all like individual pieces of art right we are all so different I I totally agree um as far as that I've I've thought about a lot. It doesn't particularly scare me. It's one of those things that kind of just trips you back. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it kind of just makes you sit there and think for a while. Like, it's one of those mm-hmm. provoking thoughts that will have you just spacing out. Right. Or... Just like simulation theory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Simulation mm-hmm. theory is a big one for me, too. You, what were you talking about earlier about fillers? Or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Human consciousness, which this completely goes against the whole law of one experience. But I believe that there are human beings on this earth right now that are just here for fillers just to be a part of your story that they're not really necessarily human beings. They're just there for you to interact and encounter with and places to like fill in all the gaps. And that's why I reference them as fillers. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've always run with that too because it it kind of seems like when I think of the Matrix, I think of a simulation. Mm-hmm. Like every right. like a lot of things are simulated. I actually had this crazy ass thought once that I kind of like slapped myself on the head. Like, that's crazy. Why would you, what are you talking about? Uh, I know I was driving and I was like thinking about how, why is this a coincidence that one day I'm late for work? Like everybody wants to drive five miles an hour. See? I feel like those people were zapped here mm-hmm. as an illusion. Like yeah. that that was my Yeah, it, that was that's my, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah that exactly. was my theory. Like and I felt crazy when I thought that. It's like what if this car in front of me is just like a like a hologram 
that's mm-hmm. just this is the stuff I think about when I'm <laughs> the, the philosopher's <laughs> mindset. This is mm-hmm. everything that I live for. This is my favorite thing to talk about. All of the mm-hmm. metaphysical shit. Like I don't believe in coincidences. There is no such thing as coincidences. Yeah. Only synchronicities. When I first started my journey, I was really bad about that because I was convinced that I was going insane because I got all of these crazy like future telling psychic abilities out of nowhere when I started my journey. And I was like, there's no way that there are just like seven coincidences that just happened in a row. And it just changed my perspective completely because it started happening every day. Yeah. And that's called living in alignment. Mm hmm. And it's just crazy. And then you get all of these numbers coming through to you. Like you see all the 111s and the 333s and the 555s, like all of that crazy shit. It just falls together. But there are no coincidences. You cannot convince me otherwise. I consider most of that um, universal reassurance. Mm -hmm. Like it's all reassurance that like you're either on the right path, you're on the wrong path. The universe overall just guides you wherever you need to go or wherever you really want to go mm-hmm. you know it's yeah it's basically here for you to prosper right you know that's always how I've, I've pictured it and I don't think I go into like my theories about okay yeah I'm definitely gonna go into my theories about the the government for lack of better names not, not necessarily the government but I feel like there is a higher power that just sticks little obstacles in our in our way to inconvenience us or piss us off to kind of throw us in this mindset of everything's going wrong this is irritating i'm irritated i want to call off from work like yeah, you do, know? You, do you remember when we had that conversation a couple months ago mm-hmm. and i told you that i was afraid to even get into it because i know like everyone feels that there is something deeper like with the good that we are they're always like the law of balance there's got to be something just as bad out there to even it out. Mm -hmm. And that's what terrifies me. There was a series of events that my husband and I went through that we were just getting way, way too lucky. So one of my, one of my pride and joys is uh, my car. I'm super proud of my car. I have Mm -hmm. a Cadillac ATSV. Mm -hmm. Her name's Ruby. So there was one day that we drove 137 past a police officer and he did nothing. And he very well saw us. He very well clocked us. And it was just things like that, that there is no way I could have possibly gotten out of that. I was just right. And I told my husband, I went home and I was like, Austin, I'm honestly terrified right now because the series of events that we've just went through, we're getting way too lucky. There's going to be something really bad that's going to have to happen to like even out this luck that we've been through. But ironically, at the same time, thinking like that is what calls that to you. Yeah, that's manifestation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, that's exactly you're exactly right about that which is why i try to not get so involved with little petty shit yesterday for example this was actually kind of funny i went to go get chipotle for me and dorothy which by the way dorothy is my wife for people listening (laughs) no i was going to go get us some dinner from chipotle and i couldn't find my debit card Mm -hmm. anywhere i'm like come on man why does this stupid thing find it necessary to run away from me every time I want to use it. So she ended up paying for it. And I said, oh, I'll catch up you when I find my card. First of all, I looked like an idiot because I walked up to the door, tried to pull it. Everyone's looking at me and it didn't <laughs> open. I'm like, oh, damn it. And then I go into the building and somebody just walks out that same door that I couldn't get in. I'm like, what the hell? I go in there. 
I'm looking for my order on the shelf and it's not there. I'm standing there for like 15, 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden the person comes out and I was like, what's the uh, name for the order? I said, Tyler. And then she pulls it off the back counter. Like, why have I been standing here 20 <laughs> minutes when you have it right there? Yeah. <laughs> and she gives me cups for the drinks and I hit the lemonade button. Then I go to walk to my car and my pants start slipping off for some damn reason and almost go, almost go around my ankles. So I go to like pull them back up and then I drop one of the drinks on the ground oh, no. <laughs> and it splashes everywhere. I go back in, refill the cup, go in my car, drive home, bring Dorothy the food. And she takes a sip out of her drink and she says, babe, this is water. And I'm like, for fuck's oh, sake, oh, 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 oh. what do you mean? <laughs> so all of those things happening, I feel like that to me was the universe's way of saying, dude, stop bitching. Yeah. Because I will continue to keep giving you little minute bullshit mm -hmm. to bitch about. And here's six of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you hit and your elbow, your pants fall down, you spill your drink, you go home, the drink turns out to be water. <laughs> exactly the like cat that... throws up on the carpet like what? <laughs> oh man mindset everyone mindset. Yeah, it's all about <laughs> mindset the manifestation is a real thing if you wake up in the morning and you say i really don't want to do any of this oh man i just stubbed my toe this is already a bad day and it's going to be a bad day mm -hmm. your your day is just going to get shittier and shittier yeah, things aren't going to turn around you are feeding it that energy and whatever energy you feed into the universe is going to reciprocate yeah, it takes orders from you from your brain all day, regardless of good or bad, like whatever you're thinking about is what it's going to reciprocate tenfold, right? So mindset is everything. So where do you think that that comes in with ghosts, though, in particular, like your mindset? Like, why? Why do we feel like we were chosen to do this? I actually think that they have a direct connection with each other. Like I said, if you are thinking negatively, negative things are going to happen. And I think bad spirits or demons, if you will, that's like providing food for them. Like that's giving them exactly what you want. So by putting out that dark negative energy, you're catching a big, ugly, scary fish and reeling that shit into you. In multiple circumstances in my life, that is exactly what's happened. This has happened in different circumstances. It's like if I'm talking to the wrong person or if I'm getting emotionally invested or romantically invested in the wrong person, I have really freaky things happen to me. I think something was trying to tell me that that's not where I was supposed to be. But if that's what it was telling me, God damn, did it give me one hell of a message. <clears throat> we were supposed to go to this housewarming party, right? And I was really looking forward to it because at that point in my life, I was a partier like a week before that party i ended up getting sick come down with some kind of flu type thing and i go home i'm really tired from being sick for the last couple days i go lay down on the couch i take a nap and during this nap i start to have this dream where we're on our way to this party and we get to this place and it, it's weird because this was supposed to be a housewarming party but in the dream this took place in like a school gym and there was like a bar set up in the school gym. We get into this party and everyone's having a good time drinking, getting sloppy, including myself. Like I was definitely on 
on some bullshit <laughs> in this dream. I look over and I see this um, this black man with a cat on his shoulder. And this guy is, he kind of looks like, have you ever watched American Horror Story? Every episode of every season, yes. Do you know in Coven, um, that demon with the dreads? Yes. He looked like that. Oh my gosh, okay. I can't remember his name right now, but yes. And that mm -hmm. was I th that was before I ever watched that season, mm -hmm. right? He looked almost exactly like that dude. And I'd look over at the people that we were partying with at the time, and I said, hey, who's that guy? He's like just kind of staring at people. The girl that I went there with was like, I don't know. Did you invite him? Saying that to the dude that was throwing the party. He was like, no, I, he might just be a friend of a friend so we didn't think anything of it and we just kind of carry on so the more sloppy we got the more weird shit happened at one point i look back up and this dude is like closer to us now and looking around at people real wide-eyed so the cat on his shoulder was looking at people the same in the same exact direction at the same time as this guy it's like they were linked we start having conversations about should we kick this guy out? Should we get him out of here? He's like freaking people out. And the guy gets up and goes over and talks to him. But I don't ever see this this dude open his mouth to talk. He just stares at the guy while he's asking him to leave. And he comes back and he sits down and he had this weird look on his face. Like I asked him, like, what happened? And he's like, I asked him if he would leave. He didn't nod, he didn't blink, nothing. He was like, I don't know about y'all, but as long as he's over there, I don't really care. Let's just continue on like we are mm -hmm. out of nowhere i look up and he's like so much closer to the table that we're at and he's staring directly at me and as soon as i made eye contact with this guy i got incredibly drunk and i start swaying and not being able to talk i feel my head go back and my eyes roll back in my head and all of a sudden i'm in my dad's basement it looks like it's completely abandoned so i'm standing there thinking and at this point, I realized it was a dream. So I started a lucid dream, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I recognized it. I'm, oh, shit. I'm on the couch sleeping. I'm taking a nap. Now I got to find a way to wake up. I go into my old room in the basement. And I'm kind of, like, brainstorming to myself. Like, how do I wake myself up from a nightmare? I think what I got to do is go upstairs and in the sunlight and look at the sun. Because I've heard that that wakes you up. So I start kind of just thinking. And as I get up to the top of the stairs, I lift my head up and that guy is staring at me and he's got his mouth open and he's got some jagged, messed up teeth. And his cat was on his shoulder with its like neck snapped, staring at me with its mouth open, like breathing hard. And like the whole thing was just menacing. I just felt this super dark, evil energy coming off of this dude. And... While he was looking at me like that, he was laughing, but in like a layered laugh. You ever heard mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Like there's one low, there's one high, yes. one middle. It's demonic as shit. The most evil thing that I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And it was laughing like, oh, 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 But it was in layers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my first instinct was to run. So I run around him. I go through the kitchen and I head towards the attic. And at the top of those stairs was uh, one of the bathrooms. I run straight into the bathroom, shut the door, and I'm like hyperventilating because like, oh shit, how do I wake up? How do I wake up? I know I'm dreaming. And I close my eyes in the dream and I can feel my outer body shaking. 
and that's not working. I'm like, I'm still stuck in this fucking dream. What do I do? Mm -hmm. And right as I think that, I hear a tapping on the back win on the window behind me. And I look back and this dude's got his face pressed up against the glass so hard that the glass is cracking. And he's got his mouth open even wider at this point. And he's still doing that later la layered laugh. But now it's like a scream. And it's all layered. Like, oh my it's God. the most demonic shit I've ever seen. That would have been a dream where I would have, without a doubt, peed my pants. Right? <laughs> and this dude's eyes were like a purplish red, too. Mm -hmm. And his cat was now laughing like him. And like, like I said, his face was pressed, pressed up against the glass. Mm -hmm. And it broke. And he falls flat on his face. And then his legs slinky over top of his head. And then hit the rest of his body slinkies up after it and comes mm. right up into my face. And now it's like a, a manic scream. Like, it would be the sound that you would picture if somebody was getting tortured. And at that point, I fling the door open and I thought to myself, the only way I'm getting out of this dream is if I kill myself. So I, like, Superman dove down these stairs straight onto my face and I woke up. I sat up on the couch and I'm like, why couldn't I get out of that dream? Yeah. Why could I tried yeah, so crazy. hard to get out of that fucking dream? Why couldn't I get out of there? And to this day, my biggest fear about that dream is that I go to sleep and I wake up in the dream. Yeah. Like if mm -hmm. I wake up at the bottom of those stairs with my neck broken mm -hmm. and I see him walking down the stairs. Oh, here's another detail actually that I totally missed. While I was running up the stairs, I looked behind me, right? He was walking really slow and his body was swaying back and forth he was moving way faster than those footsteps should have been carrying him. i've had a similar nightmare to that it's a reoccurring nightmare that i have and it's just these legs without a top half of the body like they're cut off at the hips just like you said like slinky just like rises up uh -huh. and then i just see like these legs just stomping just like running around and i don't know why it just scares the shit out of me it, yeah and Honestly, that's one of the scariest things to me is yeah. seeing something walk that should be just carrying them like 0.7 thousand miles an hour. Like yeah. so, in, I don't know if 0.7 thousand <laughs> miles is slow. Don't <laughs> at me, okay? <laughs> but no, it, like it looks like they're supposed to be walking. And I remember being so terrified because he was gaining on me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sprinting as fast as I can, but I'm moving like a turtle. And he's gaining on me so quick. I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like, I remember that's, that's what I kept thinking. Talk about demons. Yeah. Like, that was definitely, without a doubt, a demon. I've seen some demons in my day. That was one of them. Yeah. There's this house that I used to live in, in Wyoming. We call it the Red House. Everyone in that entire town that I lived in knew that that house was haunted. And I never knew the entire time that I lived here. And I was just going through the absolute craziest shit. Like, I've been thinking about writing a book about my experiences just in the Red House alone. And I didn't find out until uh, my parents divorced while we were living in that house. And then, like, a year after I had lived there, I found out that the last four families that lived in that house left that house because they divorced. Really? Yeah. Isn't that some wild shit? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there has got to be something, something dark, something crazy that is there. In the Red House. Yeah. In the Red House. I've heard of that. I've heard of that same thing. Like it, certain mm -hmm. spirits will force people to just hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think that that's what happened in that house. I mean, not to say that my parents ever had the greatest relationship, but just like knowing that and knowing that is a fact 
just made me kind of look at the whole situation differently. Mm -hmm. Like something that I remember very vividly happening to me in that house, mainly the smell. Anytime that I knew something crazy was about to happen, it was like I always would smell that rotten sulfur type smell that you were explaining to me earlier. It just it smelled like nothing but death, like rot. Yeah. And every time something crazy was about to happen, I would smell that right before. I never had anyone else in that house. Like after my parents left, I left, I lived there a year by myself and witnessed all of this crazy shit happening. I still look back at it and I'm just like, holy shit, I can't believe I lived through that. Every house that I've ever lived in has been haunted. I swear to God, they say that haunted houses are hard to come by, but the shit that I have seen makes me think completely differently. Like living in this house specifically, I had kind of thought here and there, I'm like, you know, I feel like something's here, but it isn't something that's shown itself in a way that I feel like I need to be concerned. Like I did living in the red house where I just felt fear all the time. Until about two weeks ago, I was taking a shower and I heard somebody whistle and something about my husband, fun fact, is he is like a professional whistler. It is the weirdest thing <laughs> in the entire world, but he can whistle anything like the Kill Bill song. He can oh, whistle that. that perfectly and it's crazy. It's like my favorite whistle tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? So I had heard somebody whistle just like, like a hello and I poked my head out of the shower and I was like, okay nobody's here it's just me in here all right whatever so i poked my head back in and i was continuing on with my shower and then you know as the shower curtain usually does it started wrapping around me and i was like what the hell is going on here and it started just at my feet and so i just pushed it back and then it went really fast towards my face and it wrapped around my face and at the same time i felt someone grabbing my ankles and like trying to pull me around and it felt like I was just trying to be pulled through the floor. And so I just took a breath and I just like stomped on the floor as loud as I could so that my husband would come up and just like, I don't know, maybe burst through the room and magically it would go away or something. So I just got one stomp on the floor and my husband came up the stairs running and he was pulling on the door as hard as he could and he couldn't get the door to open. And I was like locked in there for a good minute and he was pulling on the door and it wouldn't even, it wouldn't come open like it was locked. And then when he came in there to check on me and I told him what had happened and I was really freaked out and I looked at my ankles and I stepped out of the shower and my ankles, like my feet were solid red and they looked like I needed to put my feet up because they were so swollen. And Am I missing something? Was this a dream? No. This happened here? Yeah, this happened in this house. What? Mm -hmm. And I still have, I think I still have a bruise on my ankle from it. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's crazy as hell yeah talk about needing to sage a house yeah uh-huh and i have i have staged this house so many times it's crazy i don't know what's going on here but well something needs to change <laughs> i'm gonna be joining you pretty soon because i'm gonna be moving back to the house where most of the real paranormal activity happened mm -hmm. my, my grandma's house i know i had already asked you if you would come stage the house please do that <laughs> because holy shit there's definitely something up in that upstairs Mm -hmm. And actually, that's the bedroom we're going to be moving into. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be wild. I had an instance up there where I was starting to go to sleep. And I think it might, this might have been my only sleep paralysis. Actually, now that I think about it, I wake up and I look over uh, across the hallway into the other bedroom, which at the time was my little sister's bedroom. 
I see this big dark figure standing at the other side of the room and it's in like a position like it's running it's moving disgustingly slow Mm. like scary slow like Mm -hmm. I don't think if you tried you could move that slow and I look down to the lower corner where the uh the stairs meet the landing and I see this weird golem looking creature I see the top of its head and it looks like golem it's got weird little strands of head uh strands of hair it's bald and as soon as I see that I hear this thing get up in my ear like I hear this creaking right next to me but I couldn't move my head because I was paralyzed I all of a sudden hear this like in my ear I just shot up out of bed and all of it was gone and that's not the first time that something like that has happened in that house. At the same time, just like I said earlier, I think that's where it ties in to like a thought process and what you were putting out into the universe. Because all of these times that I've talked about has always been during some negative shit where I'm making some questionable choices in my life. Yeah. You know, to go even further, there was a relationship that I was actually in at this girl's house and we were sleeping together in the same bed i look over to the top of the stairs and i felt like something was coming to get me i didn't know what it was i didn't see anything and that was it for the dream now the creepy part is she woke up and she saw my head lift up from the bed with my eyes closed and then she saw me look over i turned back and then i go into a complete panic So from my perspective, I just felt like something was crawling up the stairs. From her perspective, I like lifted off the bed and then panicked. That was during a time where that relationship kind of crashed and burned. And she was very spiritual too. And she told me she she thought that was a sign that I wasn't supposed to be with her. Really great thing to say a month into a relationship, right? (laughs) But we're not going to get in on that. But no, I I really do think that they are related. You know, and I think so too, because the most haunted I have ever been when I was living in the Red House, that was definitely my darkest days I have ever seen. Those were definitely my lowest points. So it makes sense that out of the five family members living in that house that it would have chose me. Because that was the roughest time of my life. So that does make a lot of sense. But where I'm confused is that I consider this to be the highest point of my life. Uh I consider this to be the safest and the happiest that I've ever been. But right now, this is the only time that I have lived in a haunted place that I haven't been able to do anything about it. Like whatever is here in my home, I have asked to leave many times i have saged the house i have burned the palo santo i have done everything that i'm supposed to do besides hiring a professional of course which is going to be my next step and just no matter what i do it won't leave it won't go away i will stand my ground and i will say no you're gonna leave this house and i do not want you here and it's like i can still see him standing wow so in the highest point of your life you can't even ask it to go away it just ignores you yeah essentially isn't that insane to think wonder, about? Yeah, that actually like completely flips my theory yeah. ass backwards. You know, I would like some sort of research. I would like to know more behind like the spirit world and the veil in general. 
like the whole metaphysical, all of it, so that we could get some sort of better answer as to what is going on here and why are we chosen? Because I feel like we were chosen. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like uh, my life has kind of been leading me in that direction. Uh, you know, hence the reason why I've gone into doing my YouTube stuff with Scared Yet. You know, mm-hmm. that I purposely, not to sound like I'm Zach Baggins, <laughs> one paranormal mo- moment forced me to go looking for it. I mean, it is kind of yeah, the same thing. Yeah. I get where the man's coming from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I purposely go looking for these things. I found them. Yeah, it feels, it's so weird how you just feel like you're called to it, like you're drawn to it. Like there is a reason that we have been chosen for this and it would just be really nice to get to the bottom of it i would like to know why what makes us special well we might find out when you join me on my coming back episode of scared yet now that i mentioned scared yet um i would like to talk a little bit about one of my episodes where i feel like i got the most evident on camera that i've ever gotten yeah absolutely please do and it was to a building that we were all drawn to and by drawn to, I mean, we all got the feeling like we should stay the fuck away from that building. But we wanted to go there anyway. It was mm-hmm. one of those things where you knew you were supposed to stay away. But instincts of a human being, the primal <laughs> instinct of let's go right towards the danger. White people. White people. <laughs> exactly. That is some white people shit. Yeah, we went to, this is actually in a part two that I did. Um, we went to this old tuberculosis hospital. Uh, the first time we went, it was just me and my friend Justin. And we didn't think we got a lot. But when I watched the footage back, dude, there is this part where we go into this big auditorium thing. And there's a big pentagram on the ground, right? And we go and stand in the middle of that pentagram. We didn't realize where we were playing the Ouija board. It was on a desk in the middle of that pentagram. And after we played with the Ouija board, well, I hear in the footage, you can go look this up on YouTube. Like, I swear, during this scene, you can hear this weird demonic music when we're having a conversation right after we play the Ouija. And you can really hear it. If you go to that video right now, well, that's that's only in part one. Part two, we explored the same buildings and we didn't get much until about the middle of the video. We're all standing there talking in this creepy ass hallway and like i think the fourth floor this place was huge it's got like five buildings and they're all enormous they all got five floors so it's a lot to explore we're in this fourth floor of one of the buildings can't remember if it was the main building or the one like the secondary behind building we're all standing there talking about oh where should we go next and then it sounds like somebody just fucking judo kicked the goddamn wall down the hallway like loud as fuck like this wasn't just a door shutting or something falling or something like that this sounded like a a linebacker went head first into a wall believe me you can definitely hear that in the video and you can definitely see us all temporarily run like little girls yeah as soon as that happened justin jumped over a desk (laughs) and went running and that's where it all started in that video it it got crazy as hell. And I feel like some of it wasn't really captured by the cameras, but we went back in that auditorium from the first video mm-hmm. and we're like, I wonder what that was upstairs. And like clockwork, we hear boom, 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 boom. 
like someone was banging on the walls in different spots around all it sounded like we were surrounded wow and you can hear that in the video too wow and i love it that you have this proof <laughs> oh yeah and in the video you can actually audibly hear me say yeah that's where we get the fuck out of here <laughs> and that that is yep. really where we got the fuck out of there a sign if I have ever seen one <laughs> but anyway we're gonna wrap this up uh, let us know if you would like more metaphysical ghost stories fun episodes like this in the future guys thanks for stopping in and we will see you next time